Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. All right, we'll be in that new building soon. We are, we are shooting for the last Sunday of this month, the 27th. Don't hold me to it. If you're here and you're from Fellowship Church, don't be, uh, I never know if you are or not, but don't be offended, but the building is a federal disaster area. It is. It really is. And uh, I thought it had been neglected for about five, six years. No. I've been neglected for about a decade and a half. Yeah, it needs a lot of work. So, um, had a nice, nice veneer on it. Nobody was trying to fool anybody, I don't think. But a nice, sort of had a veneer on it. But once you get down in there, has a that that building was built when I was in high school. It used to be the Northport Mall, and uh, that was before there was a town center mall. For those of you who have been here for a while, and like my age, I'm 53. Back in the day when I was in high school, there was nothing else but Sarasota Square Mall. It's not called, it's called Westfield or whatever now, but it was Sarasota Square Mall there. That was it. There was no town center. There was no Venice. Jacaranda 41 was woods. <laughs> Seriously, that's all there was up till I was in college. It was nothing. There was nothing there. That big night out was to go up to the Sarasota Square Mall. There was, there was nothing else. But then Northport built their mall, sort of. I don't think anybody ever went in there, but there was a mall sort of in Northport. Northport was nothing but a two-lane road with a, uh, with, a turn, with a turn lane. That's all Northport was with one Publix. That's all that it was, but things have changed, obviously. But the building was built then. It was loved for a while, but it wasn't loved recently. <laughs> so we're gutting it. I mean, if you've seen it, you're welcome to come by and visit. Know that it's a construction zone. If your kids get hurt in there because... You're not smart enough to watch them. That's on you. You're like, what is this guy? I'm just telling you. You're not smart enough to watch your kids in a construction. There's nails everywhere. Nails everywhere. All kinds of people working. Stuff crashing to the floor. But you're welcome to come and, and take a look. Of course, if you, if you want to volunteer here, Jeff, uh, recruiting people, feel free. If you're volunteer, if what you're volunteering to do is stand around and eat pizza and drink soda, just donate money. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, I've never walked into a church like this. Just wait. It's about to get a whole lot worse. <laughs> I'm very caught up into something right now because I, and some of you have already heard some of this. I shared some of this last week, but I'm very, very, I'm a very zealous man, just so you know. And I have, and I am like, a, I'm like a pit bull when I grab a hold of something. I do not let go. And I'm very fascinated by the Department of Defense right now. This is our COVID update portion of the message. I'm not saying we'll do this every week, but we've been doing it every week. <laughs> because I think that you need to be talking about what's happening on the globe. This is not, this is not politics. You people can call it politics all they want. What this has been about now that we have entered our 23rd month of 15 days to flatten the curve, and it's worse now than ever, and many pockets of the world are worse now than ever. There's more COVID on the planet now than there ever was in 2020, than there ever was in 2021. There's more COVID around now. Why is that? Because people don't have immune systems anymore. When you vaccinate too, all right, way too, too, too loud. 
right? All right, just do the best you can. It was good right before that. But people don't have immune systems anymore. And that's the deal. That's what's actually happening. So here we are at 23 months, all of the experts and all the politicians on both sides of the aisle. I have specific disdain for the left side of the aisle, but it was on both sides of the aisle who promised you, you know, we're just going to flatten the curve and save the hospitals from being overrun. Just so you know, the hospitals were never overrun. That was a fallacy from day one. I have DOD the defense statistics from that, from the Army Corps of Engineers that build field hospitals throughout the country that were completely empty. If they were overrun, I'm talking about $660 million worth of hospitals were built. And basically, almost all of them never saw a patient. Remember New York, we're being overrun, we're being overrun. They send in the, they, they retrofit the ship, send it in there, it saw 127 patients. That's not, the, there's two other field hospitals in the city of New York that were completely empty. It's all been alive from day one to get you to the vaccine passport. I marvel that Christians think that the book of Revelation is a right-wing conspiracy theory. The book of Revelation is going to happen. The only question is, will it happen in your generation? Will it happen on your watch? We have the ability to stand and hold back the Antichrist spirit. Now, I know that primarily if you're crazy enough to be in this building, you're one of me. And I'm preaching to the choir right now. But there's probably a few people in here who are shell-shocked if they survived the service. Like I've said, I've seen more people stream out of here than I've ever seen before. With, with looks on their face like, there's a fire. And I got to get out of here. But this has all been about one thing. Understand that. And if you had spiritual discernment, you knew. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's written to Christians in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Just like all the Christians think right now that the book of Revelation is foolishness and right-wing conspiracy. See, this is not politics. This is speaking about the Antichrist spirits move. And we in the church need to stand. It's got nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It has to do with God Almighty versus Satan. And whose side are you on? In this 23rd month of 15 days to flatten the curve, it has become very evident what it's all about. When you sit there and you make people put a QR-coded mark of the beast on their phone and they can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without it? That, that should ring a bell in the minds of the spiritually led. The spiritually led by the Holy Spirit should be thinking something is odd on the planet right now. But I can almost guarantee you this, that if we went around from church to church throughout Inglewood, throughout Charlotte County, throughout Sarasota County this morning, nobody's talking about it. As you've heard me say for two weeks in a row, and now it will be three, there is a feces-covered elephant in their sanctuary, and nobody's talking about it, and everybody's standing there acting like they can't see it or smell it. As the book of Revelation unfolds right before their very eyes, and they're doing a marriage seminar this morning. When the church should be saying, we must stand against this evil, 
See, you need to be zealous. We're going to talk about that. Let me just give you a precursor of the message before the update. If you think that it's an attribute to be passive, you are completely wrong. I want to ask you this. What fruit has passivity ever yielded in your life that was positive? Ask Switzerland, who is always neutral, but they're never truly neutral. They're just conquered by whatever the next horde is that comes into their country and rapes and pillages and steals. You have to be zealous. You must take a stand and let your yes be yes, your no be no now. I will never do this. I will always do that. That's how a Christian should be. That's the Bible. That's the word of God. But Christians are taught by demons, by Hollywood. If you ever look at the portrayal of Christians in Hollywood, it's always some passive gelding. It's not the way that the Bible reads out Christianity. COVID update. I've been fascinated by the, by the data, the irrefutable, indisputable data coming out of the DOD on the vaccines. Absolutely irrefutable. Why? Why is it irrefutable coming out of the DOD? First of all, there's three, there's three doctors that have signed affidavits under penalty of felony perjury, signing their lives away, saying, here is the data that we are seeing. Have you heard anybody from the Department of Defense deny it? They can't. What they are doing, though, is Lloyd Austin is sending his minions in to go and erase data off the DOD computers. That is happening, and that's an absolute fact. That did not come from me. That comes from Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, who is put, he's putting them on public notice. Don't go erase the data. Robert Malone has said that they already are. Just so you know, some of this you heard from me last week, and I have new stuff right here. I'll start off with this. This is non-DOD data. This is Dr. James Olson, and he put this out on Twitter, and he's not the only one. All the people that I've saw put this data out on Twitter had a DR in front of their name. Well, they are seeing now published studies showing stage one cancers accelerating to stage four in three weeks. How is, is that backed up by the Department of Defense data? Absolutely. Absolutely is. Stage one to stage four in three weeks. Now, why is that? Why have you never seen that before in your life? Tom, this is politics. It's not politics. It was all about getting to the vaccine mandates and the vaccine passports because that's the book of Revelation that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. The second part of the verse is almost as, the second part, the, well, actually the third verse is almost as important as the first two or maybe more important. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. You should be able to see what is happening. This is not politics, right or left. This is about beast one and beast two, mark of the beast. It will happen if the church does not stand. 
It will talk about accelerating from stage one to stage four. I can promise you this, as long as there is a living church on the planet, a foundation church, a river church in Tampa, a Revival Today church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a street church in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, with Arthur Pulaski, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Rodney Howard Brown, Greg Locke, people that are standing, the devil will be held at bay. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Revelation 3.10. We have to stand. If you want your kids to have kids, you must stand. You must be zealous in your stance. Looking people in the eye and saying, I will never comply to the Antichrist spirit. Period. That's what you must do. Passivity is useless. Passivity is demonic. Here's the DOD data. And I read some of this, some of this to you last week. But this is absolutely irrefutable, indisputable data. They track you. If you go in, if you go in to the doctor in the military, it is way different than if you and I go to the ER to a doctor here in Inglewood. You go in and you are QR coded from start to finish, period. I'm not talking about the bad QR codes. I'm talking about you go in with a toothache. They track that toothache until it, you either leave the military or you are healed. Every single appointment, every single medication is tracked. It's like when you go in the hospital, when they go in there and they got to scan the QR codes now because you received four aspirin, bleep, right? It's like that start to finish. This is irrefutable. And the study is this, they took, they, they used the averages from 2016 to 2020, what was not there in those five years. There was no vaccine and all the people, I'm keep getting sidetracked. I know you're sitting there, just tell us the facts, Tom, and shut up. I can't. Here's the thing. The people in the military, if you're in this room or you have family in this room, it is time to fight back. And what I mean by that is you need to ask this very simple question. That metal rod that you're jamming in my arm right now and injecting me with an experimental vaccine, is it comerity? Is it comerity? Is it? Because if it's not, it's a violation of my military contract. And if it is, we need to put together a horde of people and sue the living daylights out of the DOD. Because it's a shell game from day one. You've got spike vax from Moderna that's approved from the FDA. And you have Comerity that's approved by the FDA. There is, no, and by the way, they're not being manufactured, nor are they available to anyone. They've been saying they've been injecting our soldiers with Comerity. Have they been? Oh, you can just trust them, right? 23 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. 900,000 Americans died in Joe of, of COVID-19 and Joe Biden received 81 million votes. You can just trust these people. All around the world right now, it's being proven that 60% of what they're claiming to be COVID admissions in the hospitals had nothing to do with COVID. Everywhere around the globe is like that. If you want to find the worst infection rates on the planet, go to the countries that have strict vaccine mandates. A mandate to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. Listen, you, you almost have to give Satan credit. You put out a vaccine mandate to get to the mark of the beast, 
to stop transmission with a vaccine that everybody knows does nothing for transmission. Everybody, and there's still people that comply. What are you complying to? I love the cops right now. I can speak freely about cops all I want because I was one for 25 years. I love the cops right now that'll do anything to grovel and keep their jobs and throw innocent women and children on the ground. Well, you're saving your job to work for who? Hitler? I think you're better being unemployed than working for Hitler. Tom, man, you're throwing some big names. What's the difference? I said this on the podcast last night. I want you to tell me the difference between the World Economic Forum, Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Klaus Schwab, Scott Morrison, Dan Andrews, Justin Trudeau, that gelding. What a, what a pansy that guy is. He just leaves town. He, he, seriously, he's, he's number one on the list and needs to sprint to a bathroom, pull down his pants, and actually check and make sure he's male. But I want you to tell me the difference between Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, and the vaccine pimps and whores. Name the difference. Well, no, they had concent oh, they have concentration camps. Well, they killed millions of people. Well, they're killing millions of people. They created COVID-19. All to get to the vaccine passport. From day one in the church was so spiritually inept, they could never see it. They're way too busy diving into humanistic love tripe. It's got nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. That's spiritual force, not AR-15s, but that means that you have to have an attitude of zeal, not passivity. But what is the difference between them and Hitler? Well, they kill millions. Well, they created COVID-19. They claim COVID-19 has killed 6 million people globally. So right there, you match, match Hitler with the concentration camps. They created it. We all know they created it. It was at a, it was at a level four bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China. Funded by Anthony Fauci. Funded by Bill Gates. Funded by the CCP and the PLA. They create it and then they offer their solution, which is the vaccine. And that's killing millions of people. Don't be fooled by the VAERS report. The VAERS report is 23,000, which is huge in and of itself. 23,000, 10 times the amount of people killed on 9-11 have been killed by this vaccine. Just in that one vein. There's 11 veins that feed the VAERS report. That's only one vein. Thomas Rentz's lawsuit is alleging another 45,000 minimum that are dead. So you're looking somewhere around 70,000, and those are two out of 11 veins. What is the difference between them and Hitler? The vaccine pimps and whores. And by the way, what's the difference between a compliant church and the German people? In the 1930s, what's the difference? Well, we have an abundant in front of our name. Well, that's going to matter to a judgmental God. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, Jesus speaking. People who turned Rodney Howard Brown in were pastors. 
We, we know now who would have hid Anne Frank and who would have turned, him in, turned her in. We all know now. What's the difference? There is none. They created a, a virus that has killed millions. They created a vaccine that has killed millions. They have concentration camps. They censor every bit of data that's against their agenda. Is that, what does this sound like to you? There's no difference. Why? Why is there no difference? Lest Satan should take advantage of us because we are not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11, he just regenerates the same fraud over and over and over again. And the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. Proverbs 14.15, you might want to think, boy, this seems like, this seems like Berlin 1937. Why? Why does this seem like Berlin? Well, I don't know. When you get off of a train and there's a cop standing there for you to enter into the mall and you have to zip on your QR code, you got to have your papers. Ursula von der Leyen with the European Union. Everybody's got a German accent too. That's strange, isn't it? Ursula von der Leyen, I am so proud of my COVID passport. She sounds like a she sounds she sounds like a character on Hogan's Heroes. She should be working next to Schultze. Dating myself. I know nothing. I see nothing. Seven o'clock every night when I grew up. There's no difference between them. So they kill millions with the, with the virus. They kill millions with the vax. You're like, well, yeah, but that still doesn't add up to Stalin. Really? In 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, the vaccine pimps and whores have also killed 100 million people in the womb. There goes Stalin. There goes Hitler and Mao combined in one year. In, one, in almost less than two years. Whoops. This isn't politics. Just open up your Bible and read Revelation chapter 13 and 14. It's got nothing to do with politics. Heart attacks in the military. Remember, 2016 to 2020, no vaccinations. They averaged six, 612 heart attacks per year from 16 to 20. What did they have, this, what did they have in 2021? 1,650. 1,650. In those previous five years, pericarditis, they averaged 589 cases per year. In one year, 2021, that went up to 1,029. Myocarditis, the average was 127. In one year, went up to 363 in one year. That's a 285% increase. Pulmonary embolisms, the average was 746. Now in 2021, 3,489, an increase of 467%. Bell's palsy was 312. That went up in 2021 to 3,438. An increase of 393%. Gillian-Barr syndrome. They used to have, they averaged 330 cases per year. That went up to 3,635 in one year. In 2021, an increase of 250%. MS. They had 313 cases per year, 16 to 20, 2021 with the vaccines, 3,444 cases, an increase of 487%. Indisputable, factual, computerized data. This is absolute fact. 
immunodeficiencies. They used to average 288 cases per year. That went up to 3,172 in 2021, an increase of 275%. Menstrual irregularities. They used to have 2,000. 2,085 cases per year for the entire military. What was it in 2021? 22,938, an increase of 476%. Neoplasms, there used to be 10,000, that's, that's cancer, right? Anybody know in here, we got a medical, what is it? Okay, skin cancer, neoplasm, 10,000 cases per year. That went up in 2021 to 114,645. This is just the military. Just military personnel, the perfect Petri dish for experimentation. That's an increase of 296%. Non-traumatic, S-A-H-I-C-H, used to have 169 cases per year. That went up to 1,858. Spontaneous abortions and stillbirths, miscarriages and stillbirths. 418 per year, 2016 to 2020. 418 per year. That went up to 4,608 in one year. 418 dead babies to 4,600 in one year. Indisputable data. Bring it on, DOD. Bring it on, Joe Biden. Explain to me how vaccines are the pathway out of the pandemic, a pandemic that doesn't even exist. Clotting disorders. Up 1,175% in one year. HIV used to have reported cases of 554 per year from 16 to 20. That went up to 2,681, a 590% increase. Chest pain used to be 4,892 cases per year. That went up to, oh, just 74,813, a 1,529% increase. Hypertension. An increase of 2,181%. Multiple sclerosis up 680%. Female infertility up 472%. Testicular cancer up 369%. That's absolute fact. And if you ever notice, there ain't a soul denying it. You know why? Because all you got to do is access the DOD computers. It's right there. Because everything has been tracked with all these poor young men and women. But I will say this, <clears throat> they're adults and they should have stood. Don't take that poison. If you have taken it, please understand, it's not the mark of the beast. You need to be healed. I will be glad to pray over you. Meet me at the door and admit it. Find somebody here. We have prayer partners at the, at the corners of the stage after every service. Run! Run to them and say, listen, I blew it. I took, listen, you're looking at a man. I have reached galactic Everest levels of stupidity. I am a frontiersman, an explorer of stupidity. A pioneer. Lewis and Clark level. Neil Armstrong level. Levels of stupidity. So just admit it like I have. I was stupid. I was wrong. I took the stupid jab. Pray that poison out of my body and that all the damage would be healed now in Jesus' name. And it will be. God will take care of you. 
It's not the mark of the beast. You know why you know it's not the mark of the beast? Even the QR coded, what I call the QR coded mark of the beast, I say that for affect. It's not the mark of the beast. Why, church? It's not on your right hand or on your forehead. Well, the symbolism. I had some goof stick send me something (laughs) about how the, 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 the Catholic church is the mark of the beast. I'm like, you dummy. The Bible says what it says. Stop trying to make it overly symbolic for whatever ridiculous, stupid narrative that you're trying to push as you float from church to church and you're so freaking weird, nobody wants anything to do with you. Good luck here if you try it. It will never happen. You're looking at the one pastor who doesn't care. Siri, I have no agenda. I don't. You can ask anybody who knows me. I have no agenda at all. My agenda is to preach the word however it lands with people. If that lands me three people, it lands me three. If it lands me 3,000, it lands me 3,000. If it lands me three million, it lands me three million. The word will be preached. Amen. Sanctification, yeah, we're still on it. When God lets me off of it, I'll stop preaching it. I don't go to the internet for my messages. None, nothing. Zero. I don't get my messages from other people. I do kype an occasional thing from Jonathan and Rodney, but I don't, listen, my messages come from me praying to God and asking them for them, asking him for them. Sanctification, the, de- the, the definition is to make holy, set apart as sacred, consecrate, to purify, or free from sin, render legitimate. Legit. Sanctification makes you legit as a Christian. To entitled to reverence or respect. Lots of Christians want all sorts of respect and they carry no power. Respect me because I've got all these years in the church. So what? Who cares? Show me the fruit. You won't need to show me the fruit anyway. If you were worthy of that sort of respect, your fruit would go ahead and confess that for you. To make productive or conducive to spiritual blessing. That's been my focus is that last line. Now, how do we get there? This is where we left off last week in the second service. That's why I tell you all, make sure that you watch or listen to the second service if you want to stay in the vein. Of course, you're only going to have to do it three more weeks, but make sure that you do it. I'm hoping three more weeks. We got to be praying over our roof over there. That boy, that bad boy. You know what? We could sell tickets like Niagara Falls. You can come tour the new foundation church building and watch all the rain fall through the roof. Pray over that. We're, we're sealing it and then we're going to replace it. But sanctification comes how? How does it come? You need to know how it comes. How are you made conducive for spiritual blessing? How are you, how are you made productive? Lots of Christians think they're productive, but unless the fruit says you're productive, you growing really isn't productive. The fruit will show your growth. Lots of Christians are growing in their own mind, but they're not growing in the eyes of a judgmental God. Tom, God's not judgmental. Who told you that? Is judgment for today or later? Judgment's every day. God judgeth the righteous and God is angry at the wicked Every day, Psalm 711. 
Judgments now. God cares. Let me get into this. Sanctification comes how? Minute by minute, second by second decisions. Starting right now. If you never look to be sanctified in your life, now is the time to start. And you cannot live in denial. I always like to use parenting because it's blatantly obvious. And I work so long in law enforcement and in the church. And I've seen the horrendous parenting of most American families. Horrendous. I wouldn't advise most parents to get a dog, let alone produce offspring. Your kids don't listen to you. You're inside the church. You're actually producing heresy. You produce kids inside the church who are inoculated against Christianity. Talk about a vaccine. They hate their own parents' Christianity so much they'll never be interested in burning hell for all of eternity. Don't produce them. If you're gonna live the life of a lukewarm believer, don't produce offspring. You're like, what did I walk into? Is it the truth or is it not? Look at me. Is it the truth or is it not? Is it the truth about you or is it not? I told you that I'm a frontiersman in stupidity. I've done lots of stupid stuff, but what I do is just go ahead and admit it. Amen. Quiet in here all of a sudden. Now all the laughter's gone. Minute by minute decisions that start with confession. I was wrong. Some of you need to try those three words for the first time in your life. Watch and see what it does for your marriage. I was wrong. Try it. See how quiet it got? You should see the facial expressions. Man, he's trampling on my whole agenda here. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Every single moment in life is a decision. What are you gonna do the rest of this day? All of you, because you're mandated to be out of here at a certain time, because the next group's coming in and we have to park cars for three more weeks. Three more weeks of 15 days to flatten the camera. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Plenty of parking in the new place. 10 acres worth of parking. We're good. But you have a decision the rest of this day. You'll have decisions to make. You'll leave here at about 11, somewhere in there. It's 1013 now. I'm talking about by the time we dismiss, we'll dismiss around 1045. We've got about 32 minutes together until you leave. And then the rest of this day, you will make decisions. Will I pray today? Look at me. Look at me. Will I study the word today? Will I? There's going to be lots of other options for you, but your sanctification being made useful and productive will depend on those decisions. You either get better or you get worse today. You will not stay the same. You will make those decisions today and there will be lots of other options presented to you like little wrapped presents by your own carnality and Satan himself. 
Will you scroll instead of memorize scripture today? The word of God, which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Will you be inoculated to Christianity by a scrolling screen? See how quiet it gets? This is why, this is why people walk out the back door in the middle of these services like they never have before. I'm going to start calling them out. Hey, where are you going? This is what you need more than anything. I've seen what they preach at that old fellowship church. This is what you need to be. You're like, man, you say that? To me? Yeah, why not? What's, what does it matter? Well, they're not going to like you. I'm used to that. You, gotta, you need to get used to being hated. You don't try to be hated, but you need to get used to it. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so do their fathers to the false prophets. Luke chapter 12, verse 26. Don't, don't take that too seriously. That's only Jesus talking, Christian. Now you hear me mention this all the time, but I'm gonna preach about it today. Your steps are ordered. But the question is, do you follow orders? Praise the Lord, my steps are ordered. Yeah, but you don't follow them, so why are you praising the Lord? He's gonna tell you today, the Holy Spirit, the reward of salvation, it's not heaven, that's your destination. Your reward of salvation is the presence and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, of which you are the temple. That's your reward of salvation. He's gonna tell you things today. Will you listen? Or is your agenda way, he's, is he a loud voice or still small voice? He's a still small voice. But your carnality is loud. Will you listen? Which one will you listen to? You will have to quiet your carnality and listen to the Holy Spirit. Will you though? There's your decision. You like to speak fear because it makes you feel good for a month. Yeah, but what if this, you need to stop saying that. For the rest of your life, Tom, are you pointing at us? Yes. Yes. You need to stop saying for the rest of your life. How many business owners are in here? Shout amen. You need to stop for the rest of your life saying, well, what if this happens? If what if we can't do this? What if we, why don't you, why don't you make sure you're tithing off your business And say, you know what? The blessings of the Lord are upon us. We will not only pay every bill. We'll pay other people's bills. This will be the greatest year of our lives. How was the earth formed? How was the earth formed? Psalm, Psalm chapter 33, verse 6. Psalm 33, 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of, breath of his mouth. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. And you say, well, I don't know. It makes you feel good carnally. There's your decision right there. Which one are you going to do? You're going to take the cocaine sniff of carnality that you feel good for just a moment? Or are you going to stand in the word of God and say the word of God? Which one's it going to be today, Christian? You've been doing this for decades. Nothing is working out the way that you want it to. So how about you try it the Bible way? Let the meditation of my heart be accept in the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 1914. 
Your steps are ordered, but will you follow the orders? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way and God pays attention. Everybody thinks God's some sort of passive Santa Claus sitting on a throne. No, the Holy Spirit's right here, right now. The very spirit that was behind the curtain in the temple is in this room. Ananias and Sapphira found out the hard way why it was they had to tie ropes onto the belts of priests who went into the Holy of Holies in an unrighteous fashion. Dropped dead and had to be dragged out by their cohorts. He's in this room. He cares. He is a specific God. Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Have you ever read the construction of the temple? Do this with that. It needs to measure this. Everything. God cares. He's paying attention. Don't think any of the unrighteousness that you see on the globe right now will not be answered for. Anthony Fauci, barring repentance, will answer for all that he has done. And he's not the only one. Lots of Christian pastors who have turned their churches into vaccine temples will answer for what they have done. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. James chapter 3, verse 1. God cares. Your steps are ordered, but are you following orders? He's paying attention and he cares. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. God sits back today and ponders your goings specifically. Will you hold yourself accountable to a biblical God or a Pharisaic cultist God made up by the ark church? God's not mad at you. God doesn't judge you. These are all lies. God's not an angry God. Bull crap. How many of you had a good dad in here? Was he ever angry? How many of you, when dad walked in the house, the whole house changed? There was, there was portions of my life where mom was home and dad was working. My mom ended up getting a job later and became a teacher later in my life. But there was portions of my life where I was, we were home all day. It was free for all time. My mom's a good mom too. She didn't take a whole lot of garbage, but you could push her a little bit. And really, what was the worst she could do? Now, dad, there was a lot that he could do. Bigger, stronger, and faster than I was. My mom, you could get away with a little bit of smart mouth and she'd bip you on the lips. She used to pluck us right on the lips. Bam, right on your lips. I'm gonna tell you, that freaking hurts. <laughs> that was the threat. You want a bip? You want a bip? You want a bip? Okay, okay, okay. Take worship. <laughs> Surrender. But when dad came home, or it would be all the, what, what would your mom tell you all day long? There you go. You want your dad to find out? You want me to talk to your dad about it? Okay, I'm out. 
What I would do in my own house is I would hear him going back and forth between Hope and Tommy, Hope and Norma, and I would just yell out from the office, does anybody want me to get involved? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> See, a male lion really doesn't do squat. <laughs> Females are out there hunting. They're, they're feeding the babies, doing a lot of work. But when the hyenas come, then the male comes in. There ain't nothing like a male lion versus hyenas. You ever seen them? You ever see those fights? Female lion, there's a struggle. <laughs> no struggle between a male lion and a hyena. Nothing. Complete extinguishment of the hyena. But if you had a good dad, he had some anger. Anger is not sin. I went over that last week in the second service. In your anger, do not sin. Anger itself is not sin. God himself spends time being angry. He's angry at the wicked every day. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Proverbs chapter 15, verse three. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. He cares. He orders your steps and, say, and, he, and he's saying, are you following them? And he's specific. If he numbered your hairs, he cares whether you pray and study the word today. He cares whether you're gonna keep giving into the same sin over and over and over again. He cares. Are you a situational liar? Look at me now, look at me. Are you a situational liar as a believer? People aren't looking at me right now. You're telling me who you are. I've done lots of situational lying. I've done it as the pastor of this church. There you go. Make you feel better. Now look at me. Who's the, are you a situational liar? There you go. Make you feel better, doesn't it? Confession's good for the soul. You, could, you, you lie in specific situations to make yourself look good or to spare yourself from consequence. Will you continue to do that or will you be sanctified? That's up to you. It's gonna come today. It's coming today. The opportunity now that I brought it up, <laughs> Satan is just like Facebook. If I bring it up, it shows up on my phone. true. I talked to somebody recently. I was like, you know, I'm considering a Chevy truck instead of a Ford because it's, because my Ford truck, it, it has no headroom. And lo and behold, I'm getting all these Silverado ads. I never typed in Silverado. So I'm telling you now that you've acknowledged, you know what? Here's my struggle. It's coming today. God cares about those order steps. God cares about whether or not they're being followed. God is not passive. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12. But how do you get there? Jeremiah 29, 13, which nobody preaches. 
You will never get his plans for you unless you do 13. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Is that passive? All of your heart. Why? Because God is moved by your effort? No, your carnality is moved out of the way by your effort. So you can see God, be still and know that I am God. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to act according to his good purpose. Philippians 2.13. We're going to come back there and camp in just a minute. But I want to lay this groundwork for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. It's entitled, Striving for a Crown. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Is that passive? You're supposed to go, in, you're supposed to go into this thing to win. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. We're to win. Let's go back to Philippians chapter two, verse uh, 19 through 16. Now I want to do this. We may not get to another one, but uh, if you watch the second service, you'll see me use another example. I want you to see the verses around popular verses. It's very popular verses out there. You use, if, you, if you use Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What's the verses around it? What's well, starting in verse, in verse 11? Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. For those of you who are always pining for the next thing. You're supposed to be content now in your situation. Well, I can't because I've got a miserable loved one. No, now you are to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Verse 12, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Verse 13. That's how it works. And I want you to see it here. You'll hear the popular verses. Here they come. Philippians 2, 9 through, through 16. Therefore God also highly exalted him. I mean, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name which is above every name. That's not the version that I memorized. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now we all know that. Every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Therefore, my dear friends, if you, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue, here comes another popular one, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now those are the popular verses. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. All of us have heard of those voices, those verses. Now the verse I read to you just a second ago. For it is God who works in you both to will and to act according to his good purpose. Here's, the, here's verse 14. You, why, this seems almost weird. Do everything without complaining or arguing. You have these grandiose verses. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's glorious verses. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And then you've got do everything without complaining or arguing. <laughs> Have you ever just driven through a town and you're like that just doesn't belong here? 
You ever gone into somebody's house and their house is beautifully decorated and, and for some reason there's some weird piece of furniture in there that doesn't match anything? It sticks out like a sore thumb? This is like that. But you know why it's in there, in my opinion? Because most Christians never get past that. They don't ever work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. If you look at the verse, if you look at Philippians 2, 9 through 11, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. Those under the earth will bow. And Christians marvel that they're bowing. You look at the elementary level of faith that that is. Well, I'm a Christian. I've given my that's that's your calling is to remain an infant for forever, to never gather to gather fruit unto harvest, to never actually reap a mighty, mighty harvest. Jesus said, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work." Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. John 4, 34 through 36. Most Christians never reap a harvest. Be honest with yourself today and say, I'm not harvesting anything. Do it now. Because this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Because God has set forth that we can see the wheat from the tares right now. We can see who needs to be harvested. COVID did the trick. We can see the state of, the, of affairs inside the evangelical church right now. It's the opportunity of a lifetime to reap a mighty harvest. But most Christians will never get past complaining or arguing. They'll have demonic faith. You believe every knee will bow, those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. They will confess that Jesus is Lord. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. You believe that there is one God, good, even the demons believe that and shudder. James chapter two, verse 19, demonic faith. Matthew chapter seven, 21 through 23, demonic faith. Because most Christians, they never get past. I know. Look at me. I know. I've been pastoring for a long time. I've been in the church for a long time. Most Christians never get past complaining or arguing. You know it's you. Salute yourself and be proud and confess. See how quiet I can make it? Let's take this opportunity to do an awkward pause. <laughs> Man, that's cold. That's good. Most of us don't. Tom, are you talking about you too? Yep. Make you feel better again? So I don't hold back. You don't think I've, I've spent most of my Christianity complaining? I've told you before, I've confessed it publicly, publicly before you many, many times. I have driven out of that very parking lot. We've been in this building for how long? 15 years? We've been in this building. I can't believe it's 15 years. I mean, look how great it looks. See, we take care of our building. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a little jaded right now, a little jaded. I'm just kidding. I'm not at all. I'm very excited. I'm serious, totally excited. I've driven out of that very parking lot many, many times. That's it. I'm done. Never going back. I hate Christians. 
I'm moving to the mountains. Confirm it with hope after the service. I can't get to her before you do. Confirm it with her. And then their hope comes in, like I told you a couple weeks ago, pumps the chest. Come on, come on back to life. Come on, come on. All right, I'm back again. I'm back to pastoring. Hey. Like a clown balloon, just with helium put back in it. I have spent, and you know why? That's why Foundation Church stayed 150 people for a decade. Why, why can I confess it and you won't? Well, my kids are not saved. Are you going to say it out loud ever? Or are you going to continue to say that they have a good heart and they were raised right? No, they weren't. If they were raised right, train up a child in the way he should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. They're 47 and not Christians. Knock it off and stop lying to yourself. You're doing them no good at all lying to yourself. You are unanointed and you are not drawing them to the cross. Don't beg them. Don't plead with them. Don't grovel. Present the right anointing. Starts with confession. You're welcome. Hey, you can either get the truth or you can die in the lie. Maybe you'll be happier dying in the lie. You won't be on judgment day. God's, we think God's gonna tell you you're a great parent when you weren't. Is he? God knows all my sins. I've sinned plenty. I've sinned plenty as a Christian, as a non-Christian, as a pastor and a non-pastor. I have sinned plenty. I don't hide my sin from God. I don't hide my failures from God. I confess them to God. He already knows. Who cares? He already knows. But most Christians, they won't get to work out their own salvation because all they spend their entire life complaining and arguing. I've been picking on the worship team for the last month. I've been part of lots of worship teams. They stink. You know why? Because all, the people, all, all they care about is themselves. Many pastoral staffs are the same way. That's all I, I was that way too. Both as a worship leader and a pastor, all I cared about was myself. I'm not, I'm not hiding from the truth. Listen, you, if you followed me around, you'd probably be disappointed. I'm boring. People come up to my kids, what's it like to live in your house? Boring. You'd probably, what you won't find if you follow me around is a man who lives in denial. I don't live in denial like a lot of you do. You're so, your portrait is so important to you. Oh, you know, they all think that I'm solid. Who cares? That, why is it so important to you that people think something? For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Galatians 1.10. Why does it matter? Do everything without complaining or arguing. We're in Philippians 2.14. Look at, look at the consequence. Look at the, look at the verses that are surrounding the popular verses. No wonder nobody preaches this stuff. Except me. And a few others. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Verse 15. So that, 
So stop your griping, stop your complaining. Mom, my husband's not easy to live with. Boo-hoo! Boo-hoo, enough with it. Don't go to your, don't go to your emotionally damaged Bible study and suck on lattes like teats off of a pathetic boar hog. Affirm me, love me, tell me I'm right. You're not right. You're supposed to be living in victory no matter what he does. You're not going to be married in heaven anyway. Some of you are shocked. You're not. I'm going to go try to find hope and woo her again once we're up there. Well, hello there. It's a nice new angelic body you got there. I'm thin now. Look at that sculpted, sculpted abs. I know there's a lot of competition, but we've got history. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. It worked on earth, you never know. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, I'm going to try. We'll give it a run. We've got to repopulate the earth for a thousand years. Wiley. <laughs> Sorry, Norma. That was, that's my daughter. <laughs> Boom, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Something stuck in my mouth. So look at the consequences of, not com- of, of, of continuing to complain or arguing. If you stop, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the heavens. What's the next verse? And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. What you say, that's Ephesians 4, 29 and 30, that what you say is galactically important. It's how God made the earth and Christians consider it to be a free ride to say whatever it is that you want to say. Really? You bad mouth pastors, you bad mouth worship leaders, you bad mouth other Christians, you bad mouth your husband, you bad mouth your wife, whatever it may be, and you think it's a free ride? For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, a little person speaking, his name is Jesus. And you say whatever it is you want. Well, I just felt like, you know, I I need to say something. No, you don't. A fool's voice is known by his many words. Ecclesiastes 5.3. Keep your mouth shut. You ever tried it? (laughs) you ever given it a run keep your mouth shut and I listen some of you are quiet people but you say when you do speak it's garbage it's literally feces flowing out of your mouth instead of the orifice it should be flowing out of you're quiet and then you just all you do is, 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 is weave a tapestry of garbage whenever you do speak. 
It's really vitally important what you say and don't say. And if you have a question of whether you should say it or not, what should you do? Don't say it. And you're like, Tom, do you struggle with this? Oh, my Lord. You can tell I talk. It's so hard. It is. But all you got to do is, all you got to do is yield. Listen, look at me. The Holy Spirit is worthy to be yielded to. When he tells you, shut up. And he may put a little dummy on the end of it. Do it. Shut up. Some, some Christians, they never shut up. You never stop talking about yourself. Have you ever noticed it? Tom, have you dealt with I, Everything I'm telling you, I struggled with. Everything. So you can, if that makes you feel better, go ahead. But know that I've repented. Have you? Are you one of those people that, it doesn't matter what I brought up. I could be talking about underwater, thousand foot scuba diving, and somehow it comes back to your personal problems. Oh, you know, that really, that reminds me of the depths of my own emotional distress. <laughs> Everything reverts back to you. I talk about my dog, so then you're talking about your dog. Why don't you just listen and shut up? You know, if you're someone like me, and the ladies weren't exactly lining up to date you, you gotta have some game. You know what the game is? Just get them to talk about themselves. Shut up. Tell me about you and just ask questions. And don't talk about yourself. They'll wanna date you again. You sit there the whole time and bloviate about every last thing and every last accomplishment and what you did there. You're just turning people off. Most Christians never stop complaining or arguing. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. Man, 1044. In which you shine like stars in the universe. You shine when you stop complaining. How many of you argue every week? Don't raise your hand. You, you may not believe this. Aaron, Aaron, worship team, guys, make your way, but don't start playing. Is that you? Yeah. Lord, I worship you. Maybe I need to shut up. Maybe you're telling me shut up and get to the worship. What was I talking about? Do you remember? Do you remember what I was talking about right before I called you up here? Huh? Was it? Oh, thanks, babe. That'll help. <laughs> Huh? Oh yeah, thank you, babe. Now you help me. Now you help me. Now you help me. I'll finish with this. You may not believe this, but here's the thing. Being as combative as I am, and I'm not the world's easiest person to deal with, but I'd never argue. 
Ask Aaron. I don't argue. Ask my wife. I spend no time arguing. You know why? Because I want to be blameless and pure. And I know arguing does nothing. You can, listen, I didn't say don't share the truth. Share the truth by arguing about it. You think I'm going to, do you think that I'm going to win a branch COVIDian by reading to them the DOD stats? You know what will reach a branch COVIDian? Anointing and power. Being pure and blameless. Children of God. That's how we win back this country. Amen? You know what that is? That's called sanctification. Amen? Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.